0: Uh, oh that song is just my heartbeat. It's just my heartbeat. Thank you so much for singing that. I did ask for that one, but thank you for doing it. <laughs> she asked me which one. And that's that is just the heartbeat of my life and my me my my husband and I, our ministry. And uh oh, thank you so much. Joshua chapter one, we will be in today. It's been such a privilege to be here, and I say that with a capital P <laughs> because um I just want to say thank you again to Mrs. Lynn and the church here. This is a special place to us. And um, something funny, the only plant that I've ever been able to keep alive in our ministry of traveling, because we're not home very much, I got at this church (laughs) at a ladies' event. And it's so good to me. It just shows me what a special place this is. And I'm so so thankful for this church. And um, the Lord has just really encouraged us through this church And it's a privilege to be here because ministry wise wouldn't tell you this very often, but there's just so much opposition. There's so much spiritual opposition. Sometimes there's physical opposition. Um, And it gets weary. The battle gets weary, as I'm sure many of you could attest to as well. But um, God just is refreshing my soul so much. I love the theme, the B theme. Um, I love it so much that I... The last children's meeting, because I do the children's meetings when we go to churches, the last children's meeting that I did, I made it B-themed, which is just a couple years ago, and we did Be Like Jesus. And so I'm on the B-themed roller coaster right now, I feel like. So if I get into kid mode, please forgive me. But um, I just love that b theme, being like Jesus. And if you notice, um, my session today is just going to piggyback off of the one from last night. And all the session, the choices that we picked— they all have a very common theme, and that's God. That's God working through our lives um, and showing us, what time do I need to be done? I'm sorry, I didn't even ask. I'll just ramble and ramble. Okay, okay. Break is at 9.45. Okay, yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Um, so my husband and I travel for, um, we've, this, we celebrate our 10th year in evangelism. Um, This year, which is very exciting being based in California and being in evangelism um, has its challenges. And so we celebrated our 10th year. And um, I think by the time I go to bed on Monday night, I will have slept in 10 different beds in the last two weeks. (laughs) So it's just been a busy season of traveling and um, um, but I'm so thankful. I'm so. This is um, the ministry that we've done a couple different ministries, but this is the one that we know, like, it's a hand in a glove. This is the one that God's called us to, and it's so exciting to meet Christians everywhere and to um, follow God's call on our life. So uh, we celebrated 10 years in evangelism. I've actually been traveling full-time for three of those years. I worked as a secretary. I'm in secretarial work, and I worked as a secretary for um, several years, and then the Lord showed us, you know what, it's time for you two to be together. And so I quit my job, and I've been traveling. For the last three years, full time with my husband. And so um, I'm able to teach the kids and do the piano work and do our secretarial work, which is um, so exciting and a blessing to be with him full time. So um, I have so much on my heart today with this theme. And Just thinking about the book of Joshua and being courageous, let's read the scripture and we'll get into the session today. Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. It says, Now after the death of Moses, the servants of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, moses my servant is dead now therefore arise go over this jordan thou and all this people unto the land which i do give to them even to the children of israel every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon that i that have i given unto you as i said unto moses this is why israel is important From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein for then Thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. And he says it again many times in this book. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. That's stronger than a cup of coffee, isn't it? (laughs) That just gives me energy. All right, let's pray as we begin today. Lord, I just want to thank you so much for um everything that you've done to bring us all to this moment. Lord, we are here in this building for such a time as this, Father. You worked on in all of our schedules to put us here. And um, Lord, I just thank you. There's never gonna be a time where we're all in this room for this purpose like this again, Lord. And so I, I wanna be um aware of the time that we have and represent you well lord and my prayer for this session has been Proverbs 23:19 hear thou my son and be wise and guide thine heart in the way i pray that these ladies lord you would take your word and minister to these ladies that they would hear that they would be wise know how to apply it to their lives and that you would guide their heart in the way lord I thank you so much that we can be here together. Thank you for the hard work that's gone into this conference, Lord. May you give us just that physical and spiritual energy we need today to listen to your word, Father. Thank you so much for this time. We love you, Lord, in your precious name. Amen. Well, in that classic movie, The Wizard of Oz, have any of you ever seen that? I'm sure many of you in this room has. Dorothy meets some unique characters, doesn't she? And they each have a great desire to find something they're missing something and they go and search for it and one of those characters that she meets is quite scared and sad and tries to be tough at first but then you realize that he is the cowardly lion (laughs) he lives in fear and he cries so many times you know and one of his famous lines that he says to the tin man and scarecrow is all right i'll go in there for dorothy Wicked witch or no wicked witch. Guards or no guards. I'll tear 'em apart. I may not come out alive, but I'm going in there. There's only one thing I want you fellas to do. Talk me out of it. <laughs> That is the cowardly lion. He needed courage because as a lion, he's supposed to be the king of the forest. And he feels like a fraud because he can't be the king of the forest. He's the cowardly lion. He eventually does find courage, doesn't he? It's it's He sees that it was there all along. And I wish I could convey to you just the passion that's in my heart today for this session. Um, traveling over the last year and a half, I've seen so many responses to what is going on in our world today. And, you know, we have all faced difficult decisions, and we try to do what's best, what we feel God wants us to do for our families, for our children, for our churches, you know, our ministries. We've tried to do what we feel is best, but um, we've had to make difficult choices. But I want to encourage you today, ladies, living for Christ is not an extracurricular activity. It's not something we do when we feel like it or when we don't feel like it. It's serious business. I will stand before God one day. Last night I got a phone call that a manager I worked with at my job, I worked at Seven Up in Sacramento, um, 45 years old, died of COVID. Left behind two teenagers and a young, I think he's eight years old boy, died of COVID. I don't know if he was saved or not. Um, I, I know I've given him the gospel before, but I don't know what his his decision for God is done. It's made. I don't know where he is today. You know, I pray that he's in heaven, but his his decision for God is done. And, you know, if you read today's headlines, um, I've gotten into the habit of that, and I don't know if that's a good one, but reading today's headlines and seeing what's going on in our world today, not just COVID, but everything that's going on in our world today, this is not a time to be timid. It's not a time for us to hold back. It's not a time for us to... Um, not be wholehearted for christ what we're talking about this weekend is developing christian character it's who i am at the root of my heart this idea of be this creates our conduct who i'm who i am what will i do it reveals my character how i act reveals who i am and our character really what we say what we what we do is rooted in if we're following christ or not if he's the foundation Christ is forming his character in you and in me. He must increase, but I, Megan Schmidt, must decrease. I want him to be big and real and what is seen in my life. We live in a society today of self-love culture, don't we? And a lot of your women's devotional books, your women's ministry out there is full of that self-love culture. And it's killing us. It really is because it's still character that counts. It's still your decisions for Christ and and what you are. And these are bib- these things that we're talking about in these sessions are biblical attributes that reflect our Christ-likeness. They're given by God through his Holy Spirit. And we cultivate them through trials. We cultivate them through the hard things that we go through, through growth and maturity. And just like that cowardly lion, Christians should be the most courageous people in the world shouldn't we because we have god we have god behind us we have so many reasons to be courageous and i think what we're seeing today in our society is is a result of christians not being courageous of christians not pursuing god's call and I hope this ex- this session would explain why and how we can be just what God has called us to be. Like she talked about last night, I, I have loved it, that that um, that point about taking action. That's what we're going to talk about today, taking action on what God has called you to do. I called Joshua my COVID buddy because I studied Josh the book of Joshua those first couple months we were in quarantine. And what I'm going to teach you are just principles that God taught me in my own life through, because that was continues was and continues to be a scary time you know what do we do do we have church do we not you know what are we doing my husband and I were not traveling for five weeks and I found so much encouragement and strength through the book of Joshua and I just want to share that with you I'm going to go through it uh, quickly like kind of like scenes from a play but I would encourage you to do your own Bible study on the life of Joshua because what it is the theme of it is moving forward and that's what we're going to talk about in co- being courageous. How do we move forward and be courageous and take action? Like she talked about last night and chapter one, God had given them a divine assignment, an assignment that would fulfill his promise. He would be the leader that would divide the land. They had been wandering for 40 years and he would be the leader. He was a proven leader. He had fought so many battles. He had had faith in his generation when everyone else, had not. And he would be the one that had focused on the solutions. He had fought the battles and he had not given into fear and the difficulties. He, he saw beyond the giants to what God could do. And so now he was going to take them into the promised land. He would put the foot of faith on God's promises. Ladies, God sends his people in one direction, forward, He is always advancing. If you think this COVID time and everything that's going on in our world today has taken God by surprise, that's wrong. (laughs) He is not surprised at what is going on in our world today. He's on the move. So with that in mind, I want to give you just four points about courage this morning real quick. The first one is courage defined. What's the definition of courage? It's that in the Bible, you know, we can have a lot of different types of courage, to do the wrong things can't we um but what i'm talking about today is the biblical courage to follow god's will it's the quality of mind which enables a man so it starts in your mind enables men to encounter danger and difficulties with firmness and without fear and there's a root to the courage that we're going to talk about um in the next point. But being of a good courage when you see that in the Bible, it means to be alert physically and mentally, steadfastly minded, to increase, to prevail. This kind of courage knows the truth and it cannot be moved. It cannot be tossed about. Other synonyms are valor, boldness, resolution. You often see it coupled with be strong. And I won't take anything from yours, but um be strong and be courageous are often coupled together. And this courage that I'm talking about is counter cultural, isn't it? It's you're going to have to go against your own flesh, your own um, sin nature, and you're going to have to go against the current of this world. And let me tell you something else about courage. It's something that we're called to take up. It's something that we have to make a choice to do something that we have to put into action. So if I'm not making the choice to be courageous, I am discouraging. So that's where you get the word discouragement. So discouragement is to extinguish courage, to put the fire out of courage, to depress, to dishearten. It's not being steadfastly. So if you're discouraged, somewhere along the way, you're not taking up courage, because the courage is always there for us. Winston Churchill said, courage is rightly considered the foremost of the virtues, for upon it all other virtues depend. Such a good quote. Discouraged means to be, is often too, a loss of confidence or enthusiasm. You see, countercultural courage excels like Joseph. It doesn't become bitter. It presses forward and flourishes to fulfill God's purpose. Godly courage defies the wicked leadership of its generation like the Hebrew midwives in Exodus that would not go along with killing innocent babies. Godly courage surrenders and trusts like Jochebed, the mother of Moses, who put her infant baby in a river so that who would not be killed godly courage stands up to pharaoh like moses did and says let my people go godly courage cries with david is there not a cause and fights for god's honor godly courage influences like abigail and it helps others to do what is right godly courage stands in the gap even when the men didn't like deborah Godly courage wholeheartedly pursues God like Ruth when she said, "Your God shall be my God." Godly courage perseveres through opposition like Nehemiah, who would not let the discourage he would not let the work cease and be discouraged by those who are opposing him. Godly courage sees the unique opportunities and takes action like Esther. If I perish, I perish." Godly courage has made many small choices of self-control for the greater motivation of God's glory, like Daniel. Godly courage is not afraid to call out sin, like John the Baptist, whatever the consequences. Godly courage sees beyond the possible to a God who delights in doing the impossible, like Mary, the mother of Jesus. Godly courage knows that Jesus is the answer and reaches out in faith and touches that hem of his garment like the woman with the issue of blood. Godly courage knows its priorities. What truly matters for eternity, and in extravagant love, sits at the foot of Jesus like Mary. Godly courage presses on in the face of failure, like Peter, letting it change him to become more like Christ. Oh, I'm there so much. (laughs) And to boldly go on for him to do the work of the ministry. Godly courage looks most like... Jesus Christ, who humbled himself to walk among us, to live as we lived, to know our frailties and yet be perfectly God, to be obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Ladies, this is true courage. How is courage developed? That's the next point. Courage defined, but courage developed. We see there a very specific things that he mentions in Joshua 1, 5 through 9. The first one is God's word. And there's two specific things that he talks about in there. Courage and confidence. Courage is developed through confidence. So what are we going to put our confidence in in order to develop courage? Well, the first one is God's word At some point, ladies, God's word has to go from being highlighted in your Bible to being written on your heart. His word is our power and our life. The answers are in this book, this blessed old book that I hold in my hand. It's true from beginning to end. It's the solid foundation where I firmly stand. Sin kept me from it. Now it keeps me from sin. The last ministry we were, or the last church we were at just a couple of weeks ago, I dealt with a counseling situation. And the, the teenage girl that came to me was doubting her salvation. She was extremely sh- uh, shaken, shaking, nervous, um, looking all around the room. It was probably the closest to oppression that I have felt, um, that there's just something not right there. And the only thing other than to pray, of course, with her, to me that I thought that God brought to my mind was to quote scripture, quote scripture. And as, as I quoted, she was crying hysterically. Um, just so sad to watch the torment. She was in torment, the torment that she was in. And she's, and I was just so heartbroken for her. But as I quoted scripture, I quoted verse after verse after verse. And I just would talk about, you know, how to apply that verse immediately. She just calmed down. Ladies, that's the power of the scripture. This is a God-breathed book. These words are power and life. You show me how much you love this book, and I'll show you how much you love Jesus Christ and how successful you'll be in life. We need to love God's word. And um, I'm a lover of the King James Version of the Bible. We won't get much into that because I don't really want to talk about that very much. But I'm a lover of the King James Bible. That's the one that I um, choose to use. I'm not ugly about it. Um, But that is the one, and I think that it's very important. That's a very important choice because um, I've seen a lot of things happen when you start going down that road of choosing other versions. And, um, you know, that's something that you need to pray about, talk to your pastor about, and everything with that, what your church does. I'm not here to talk about that, but I think that's very important too because there's so much fluff out there and lack of biblical knowledge, and it starts because we get away from the foundation. We get away from the book. Um, that's all I'll say about that. But that's something that you can pray about for your own life. You know, God's in the psalmist, it says, How sweet are your words to my taste. Sweeter than honey to my mouth. And there's a specific action that he gives there to meditate. Meditate, to think it over, to observe it, to do it. We memorize it and we put it in our hearts so that we can think about it. And not only being a meditator, but being a doer. Like she said last night, I can have all the answers All the answers but if I don't take action if I don't do it if I don't observe to do as it says there in Scripture what does it say when we observe to do then thou shalt have make thy way prosperous then thou shalt have good success ladies we're looking for success in all the wrong places when God says it's gonna be based on obedience and making his word a priority in your life you want to be a better mom Know your Bible and do it. You want to be a better coworker? You want to be a better wife? You want to be a better Christian, a better church member, ministry servant? Know God's word and do it. We were talking about it at breakfast this morning. So many people don't know the basics and what they're supposed to do as a Christian, as a woman. What does God want? What does God want you to look like as a woman of God? You know, God even talks about the things that we wear and the things that we, uh, the way that we are, our demeanor and how we conduct ourselves. Know God's word and do it. Their success would be based on them knowing and doing God's word that because the truth so penetrates your mind and heart that it shapes your thinking and your action a man recently told my husband after his message you reminded me of what I am capable of if I would just obey God wow If we would just obey God, what could God do in our lives, in our ministries, in our families, in this nation? What could God do? I believe God's calling people today. I do. We see it all. And this is a prayer of our ministry that God would call, that people would surrender to God under our ministry. We've seen that happen once so far. um, Because I believe God is calling, but people aren't answering. They're not listening. They're not obeying. And Our success is going to be based on our obedience. When you obey God's word, regardless of the circumstances, you are being strong and courageous. Prosperous, that word prosperous there, it means to push forward, to go over, to be profitable. Do you ever feel like you're just spinning your wheels over and over and over and you're not making any progress? Are you obeying God's word? Do you have a heart set on obedience? James 1.22, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. Why? Because you can deceive yourself. You can deceive yourself into thinking that you're doing all the things, but you aren't. You're just hearing it. You haven't made it a part of your life. So confidence because of God's word, but confidence also in his presence with me. The Lord says it again there in verse 9 Have not, I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Why? Because God is with you. His presence is with you. You plus God equals more than enough. And ladies, he is the same God in every generation. What he's saying here to Joshua, he's saying, Moses is dead. All of these people are dead, but I am still here. I am still here with you. And that word, be not afraid, um, means to be dread or shaken. Be not dismayed. Dismayed means to lack courage, to be broken, scared, terrified, beaten down, not fruitful. Does that describe you today, ladies, when you walk through that door? Does it describe your inside the heart where no one can see but God? God does not want you to stay there, ladies. Get out of that unbelief. Get out of that unbelief. God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but what? A power, love, and of a sound mind. God may feel distant today but he's not (laughs) run back to him. Let me be that newspaper boy that delivers the good news to you today that God has not forsaken you. You are not alone. So stop living a defeated life. And I'm saying this to myself. (laughs) I say it with passion because I need to hear it. Don't live a defeated life. God is with you. In chapter two, we see Rahab, Rahab just hearing the words of God She had faith just hearing what God was doing there because little is much when God is in it. Ladies, God is with you. So as we move forward in courage, we see, I'm just going to go briefly through the next chapters, chapter three and four, God confirms him in the sight of the people. He does a similar miracle at the Jordan River that he had done before at the Red Sea. In chapter five, they were all circumcised. We won't go into that either. God had to roll away the reproach of Egypt from them. And also an interesting fact in chapter five, manna, which is what God had used to feed them, ceased because God was doing something new. He was doing something new. And then chapter six, they obeyed God's unique command um, at the battle of Jericho. They followed it, they obeyed, and God gave them the victory. But then we get to chapter seven and now we see courage distracted. Courage distracted. What's going to keep us? from being courageous and I think we see some really specific things in the book of Joshua the Battle of Ai chapter 7 this was a smaller city it was should have been an easier battle and they assumed they would win it but they didn't they lost lives why because of sin and you can read it there Aiken the first point under Courage Distracted is sin. Sin will distract us. As I studied Aiken's sin, I was so convicted in chapter 7. Because how many times in my life have I followed this same progression of sin? He saw, he coveted, he took, he hid. And this chapter showed me that I will not push forward in any area of my life if I, and I won't win even the simplest battle if I'm covering. Sin. And sin starts so small, ladies. It does. It's not one giant failure event that you see that happens um, where your life is in shambles. It's hundreds of small, insignificant decisions that add up over time where you don't rein in your thinking. And you see that the progression of lust conceives, it brings forth sin, sin brings forth death, and you're left to pick up the pieces of a broken ruin life, and you wonder, what was I thinking? Well, that's the problem. We weren't thinking. We weren't thinking biblically, that is. You may look at somebody else and say, what were they thinking? But that's the problem. They were deceived. They were deceived. They were selfish. They wanted their own way. We have to continually correct our thinking by the word of God. When a pilot is flying, I've been flying a lot (laughs) this year. When a pilot is flying, he's constantly making course corrections. I'm thankful for that so that he can stay on the right path. And that's the same with us. We have to constantly make course corrections and, and line up our lives by this word because we can be easily deceived. And sin is always destructive. It always costs. It will always ruin. It'll always separate you. So often we try to change our behavior and we don't stop to think about the thinking that causes that behavior. Um, my husband, and I visited both Pearl Harbor in Hawaii this year and the 9 11 Memorial. And what stood out to me about those attacks were that they were so skillfully planned and executed on our country. And did you you see you saw the destruction of both of those attacks? The devil doesn't want the gospel to advance. He doesn't want you to raise a godly family. He doesn't want your marriage to stay together. He doesn't want you to encourage the next generation. And he has a plan for you. He doesn't want you to do what's right. And that's why we have to constantly stay in this book and keep ourselves from sin God gave them victory in chapter 8 but it was because sin had to be utterly destroyed from the camp the second thing we have sin but the second thing is relationships our relationships can easily drag us down the Gibeonites deceived Joshua he de- they deceived them to protect their own lives and this misstep is obvious if you look there in chapter 9 in verse fourteen, they asked not counsel at the mouth of the Lord. Oh, and you say, "Oh, Joshua, why didn't you do that?" <laughs> you see it, but they made peace with them, and they didn't ask counsel at at the Lord. Are you asking counsel of the Lord with your relationships, for ones that God wants you to have, and ones that He doesn't want you to have? Our relationships will define our lives. You know, peer pressure is not just for teenagers. It's for us as well. Our relationships will define our lives, and we need to make sure that these are relationships that God wants us to have. Their relationships hindered them, and they would throughout this, the book of Joshua. And then the last one there, they but even though there was that failure, chapter 10, they rose again after failure. Have you failed in your life that you can point back to and say, what a mess I made? I know I have. And oftentimes we stay in that failure. But if you see there in chapter 10, they fought a huge battle, and Joshua prayed that the moon and the sun would stand still. And you know what? It did. If you look there in chapter 10, verse 13, it says uh, at the very end of it, the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hasted not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like it before or after that God hearkened to the voice of a man. For the Lord fought for Israel. What a comeback after failure. And that's what it is, lady. Don't, Ladies, don't stay in your failure. Fear, regret, what if, if only. Ugh, it just makes me tired thinking about it. These things weak, weakens our mind They keep us from making courageous decisions. And that's exactly where the devil wants you to be. Ladies, your past is a point of reference. It's a point for you to look back and say, you know what? I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to keep myself from that. This is what I learned here. But it's not where we live. We are moving forward. We are moving. That car is moving. I do a lot of driving. That car is moving forward. We're not going backward. And those things will keep us from moving forward. Sin, our relationships, and staying in our failures. It will keep us from pursuing what God wants us to do. Let go of the past. Confront it if you need to because sometimes that is necessary. But don't stay there. Move on. And then the very last point, courage determined courage determined we go through several chapters of now they're dividing the land and we get to chapter 24 and it's now time for joshua to pass that baton to the next generation he's about to die we went through his life pretty quickly and they would have rest from their enemies and joshua knew the dangers of not maintaining the victory that they had won and the first thing i want to say for courage determined is courage determined in your walk with God. Chapter 24, verse 15, he says, If it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me, me, my walk with God, you know what I'm going to do? I'm choosing. I'm serving the Lord. I'm not going back to this. I am serving the Lord. The evil influence were still there, and they would continue to be there. But he says, no matter what anyone else does, I will serve the Lord. But then we see the second one, courage in my influence, my house. We will serve the Lord. I'm going to lead the people that are in my house, the people that come into my influence to serve the Lord. Heidi St. John, who is a Christian that's running for a Congress seat in the state of Washington, she recently said, if you leave your children a world where you never stood up, they'll inherit a world where they can't. And it's so important that we take a stand for godly things. Godliness, in it's by definition, godliness takes God's side. It defends what's right. This, this is a, a harder one. I'm, God's really developing this in me. And I actually talked to the kids about it at that children's meeting because godliness isn't just, oh, brother, you know, we're loving. We love everyone. You know, that's great to love everyone. That's very important. But godliness also helps others to make godly choices. It teaches others to take, you know, that you're taking God's side. It shows others what God is like. And God doesn't like doesn't tolerate sin. And I'm learning that because I'm a people pleaser, recovery at heart, that sometimes you need to call out courage. Sometimes you need to stay silent, and that's courage. But sometimes you have to call out sin. And that's what godly courage does because it wants to see others grow. It wants to see the gospel move forward. How many of you, by a raise of hands, when you think about God, uh, courage and your influence, How many of you by raise of hands can say there's someone in this room who has made a great difference in my life? Raise your hand. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Me too. Me too. And, you know, I can't tell you that it's easy for me to go to a different church every Sunday. I know it's what God's called me to do, but it's not always easy. But I know that there's a row of ladies down here who pray for me. And you know what that gives me? Courage. It gives me courage to walk into a church and say, let me, let me help you walk with God. It gives me courage to fulfill the calling God's placed on my life. Because I have ladies down here who are praying for me, who love me, who've bor- who have borne burdens with me. You know, I won't go into a lot of detail about it, but Tim and I almost adopted last year, and it didn't work out. You know, the Lord has not given us children. Um, we're still praying for them. i have been married 18 years, and that's just my cross to bear and I was broken hearted and these ladies just bore my burden with me and courage when someone is there praying for you and walking with you and giving you godly counsel that gives you courage I pray that you will be that for someone else Because people pour their life into you. God has poured his life into you. And I pray that you would be that for someone else. The things that you go through. The Bible says that the things that you go through, he comforts you so that you can comfort others when they're in that tribulation with the same comfort that you receive from him. He doesn't waste our trials. Um, I remember there was a little girl just a couple weeks ago at a church we were at. I'd never met her. She turned, her, sitting in front of me, she turned around, she smiled at me. And she, um, she after the service, I smiled at her, and just after the service, probably eight years old, she comes up to me, she throws her arms around me, and she says, you are so pretty. You are so pretty. <laughs> you know what that gave me? Courage. When someone tells you, oh, your hair's so nice, you know, you, you look nice today or something like that. You know, it's nice when they don't tell you, oh, your hair's terrible today, you know, but that gives you courage. And that's what God wants us to be for each other, to encourage each other. What could we accomplish for the cause of Christ for future generations with God behind us? With godly friendships, with a steadfast mind, with confidence that comes from God's word. I believe we would set the world on fire like and turn the world upside down like that first church did. In closing, um, I want to give you just a little illustration. I'm gonna tell it to you, but I, I I'm gonna tell it to you, but I hope that you would go look it up because it's much better and you see it. It's a video I found um, on YouTube or you could Google it, and it's called The Karate Kid Breaks the Board. It was a heartwarming moment when children in a karate class cheered on a classmate trying to break a board. The young boy was having a little trouble. And he was visibly tearing up, but his classmates were yelling out tips for him, and his coach was striving to guide him. He even tried to sit down on the mat because he did not want to do any And this little boy, um, he tries to sit down, and this little boy pushes him back in, and he tries again, and the other children started to chant his name, and through tears he continues to try, and he doesn't give up until finally he was able to break that board. And in that moment, his classmates rush to hug him and tackle him to the ground. And the crowd went wild with joyful cheers. And ladies, one of these days, we will stand before the Lord, our precious Jesus. And in that day, we will understand. Everything will make sense. The things that don't make sense to you right now, the things that you're afraid of, the things that keep you up at night. You'll understand it then. All of this will be worth it. And there's that heavenly host of heroes of faith and Christ that has gone before us that cheer us on. Don't quit. Keep going. You can do this because of Jesus. This is our time, ladies, our generation. At times you may cry, you may fail, you may want to give up and not choose to be courageous. But like that little boy, I want to encourage you to press on. And I want to say what Joshua Uh, with what the lord said to joshua i want to say to you be strong and of a good courage be not afraid neither be thou dismayed for the lord thy god is with you he is with thee whithersoever thou goest let's pray lord i um want to just thank you so much that you for what you put on my heart lord i was very specific Uh, I knew it was where you wanted me to go, Lord, I was determined to listen to you and, and to uh, pursue and study this out, Lord, because I want to move forward in my Christian life, Lord, I don't want to stay where I am, I know that you're moving me forward in certain areas of my life, and I want to move forward for you, God, and, and, and. Pursue the plan that you have for me, Lord. And um, I know ladies in here want that as well, Lord. But so often we let our fears and our failures and um, so many things distract us, Lord, and they keep us defeated. Lord, I pray that these ladies today would be strengthened. They would be encouraged. They would be courageous. They would be strong, victorious, and faithful, God, because there is a world, a generation of people who need to hear it. Lord, there's death all around us from what we're seeing in our world. There's physical death, but more importantly, there is a spiritual death. And I pray that ladies today would be encouraged, Father, to be women of the word, to know your word, and to pursue you with all of their heart. Lord, we love you so much. Thank you that we don't have to figure it all out on our own, we have the answers in your word. Thank you, Father, that you are always with us. In your precious name, amen.